listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. We've got a lot of stuff to deal with today, friends, and very little of it is good news. Uh, we will uh, delve into corruption at the highest levels of the country. We will take a very quick preview of what's going on in uh, global war and also uh, what's going on in a place not so well known. Stay with us. Binge thinking. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he is playing the role. As, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. I, I, I don't often do this, but... This is so important. What I'm about to uh, read to you, I, I want to read it word for word only because I want I don't want you to misunderstand or not uh, not grasp the uh, importance of, of what the uh, substance of the article says, because it's not just a news article. It is an op ed written by the Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, and it is um, it is it is it is concerning something that I think we should all be concerned about. Uh, and I read from the op-ed penned by Kevin McCarthy. Outside the Supreme Court building in our nation's capital, Lady Justice is depicted blindfolded and holding a scale that's in balance because in principle, justice is both blind and equal. But under President Biden, justice is neither, says Kevin McCarthy. He says, evidence continues to mount that the Biden Justice Department enforces the law unequally by tilting the scales to favor friends and family while unleashing the FBI and prosecutors on President Biden's political opponents. This is a perversion of the founding principles of our republic and a violation of the constitutional guarantee of equal protection under the law. The good news is that Americans are now learning about these abuses of power because House Republicans are uncovering the weaponization of our government, especially at President Biden's Department of Justice. Republicans have been in the majority for six months. Yet even before then, we began investigating possible corruption by the Biden family. Those investigations continue today as our committees work together to gather testimony, investigate misconduct, and uncover the truth. Despite attempts by the media and the administration to downplay and disrupt these efforts. Leading the charge are Chairman Jim Jordan of the Judiciary Committee and James Comer of the Oversight Committee and Chairman Jason Smith of the Ways and Means Committee. Here's what we know so far. After a five-year investigation, the president's son received a sweetheart deal from his father's Department of Justice in which Hunter Biden was allowed to plea down to misdemeanor tax charges and would not face any charges for money laundering or working as an unregistered lobbyist. Attorney General Merrick Garland insists that David Weiss, the Delaware U.S. attorney in charge of that probe, has not faced any interference from the Department of Justice, telling Congress under oath that Weiss, quote, has full authority to bring cases in other districts if he needs to do that. But compelling evidence from the whistleblowers refute Garland's version of events. The Ways and Means Committee learned that Weiss sought to bring charges in two other districts and was denied both times. They also learned that Weiss reportedly sought and was refused special counsel status, telling a room full of IRS and FBI officials, I'm not the deciding person on whether char charges are filed. IRS agent uh, Gary Shapley, who was present at the meeting, memorialized these comments in an email at the time. Political inference interference rather from the Biden administration also prevented investigators from taking basic steps that they would have in other tax evasion cases. For example, Garland's DOJ allowed the statute of limitations to run out on Hunter Biden's tax evasion on payments from Ukrainian energy from Burisma when his father was President Obama's lead on Ukraine while vice president of the United States. Said Shapley, the purposeful exclusion of the 2014 and 2015 years sanitized 
some of the most substantive criminal conduct and concealed material facts. And when investigators uncovered a WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to an executive at a Chinese energy firm in which Biden said, I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled, prosecutors refers, refuse to authorize search warrants of the Delaware home or obtain location data to confirm the location of Joe Biden, which they could have done, by the way. This is my, this is Kevin McCullough's aside. Geotargeting could have could easily be done on that phone right now. McCarthy continues, in fact, according to the whistleblower, one of the prosecutors admitted there was more than enough probable cause for a physical search warrant of President Biden's home, and a lot of evidence in our investigation would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden. Yet the search warrants were never approved because of, quote, optics. Shapley stated clearly what this meant for his team. I would say that they limited certain investigation leads that could have potentially provided information on the president of the United States. A prosecutor allegedly even tipped off Hunter Biden's lawyers that the IRS had probable cause to search Hunter's storage unit, a clear violation of the unbiased and independent role the DOJ has to, in, has to investigate allegations of wrongdoing. Additionally, Shapley testified that while there was probable cause for a search warrant, no warrant was obtained and no search warrant was conducted. After slow walking this investigation for five years, the DOJ turned what the whistleblower described as a slam dunk felony case against Hunter Biden into a sweetheart plea deal and possibly buried evidence of crimes that have sent other Americans to prison. When a prosecutor shields his boss's son from investigators, it smells like a cover up. Garland's DOJ did not aggressively follow the money. Why? Are they afraid of where the trail ends? Recently, Weiss sent a letter to the White House Judiciary Committee disputing that his charging authority was limited. He later claimed he had not requested special counsel designation from Garland, but admitted he had some discussions about obtaining authority to file charges in a district outside of Delaware. What Weiss and DOJ have failed to answer is why Weiss told a room full of IRS and FBI officials, I am not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. Clearly, someone is not telling the truth, and Congress has a duty to get answers, to get all the facts. Weiss and others must testify before Congress, cooperate fully, and provide full access to their records. The United States needs an attorney general who defends equal justice under the law rather than engaging in a political partisan agenda. Attorney General Garland took an oath to uphold the Constitution and faithfully discharged the duties of his office. If the whistleblower's allegations are true, it raises serious concerns that Garland lied to Congress under oath. Our committees will continue to gather evidence and conduct oversight. We will follow the facts where they lead. Nothing will stop us from getting to the truth for the American people. If warranted by the facts, the entire House could decide whether a formal impeachment inquiry is necessary at the conclusion of a serious, thorough, and fair inquiry, the Judiciary Committee would decide whether to refer any articles of impeachment to the full House for an impeachment vote. Given the gravity of this constitutional remedy, House Republicans will ensure that any inquiry would be conducted in a transparent and public manner without the partisan missteps of prior impeachments. There are serious questions about the credibility of the Department of Justice. It is our responsibility in Congress to hold them accountable. That is the op-ed of Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, number three in command for the United States uh, and the seriousness. And friends, he's totally right. Th there is something about every aspect of this story that stinks to high heaven. And people are on the record with, with opposing statements in their own voice. They need to be called to account. The truth needs to be found. And this needs to be done for the, the people of America to have confidence that there can be a form of justice going forward. Because it certainly doesn't look that way now. Kevin McCullough coming right back. We've got a big show. Stay with us. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. 
MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 888-SHARE-19. That's 888-SHARE-19. 888-SHARE-19. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy. And I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeartAlexa or Odyssey.com. All right, you know that every single week, I promise you, you're going to get a real-life question answered by the real-life Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. And Mike, this week's question comes from Mark from New York City. He said, what should I do with all my email, bank, and other passwords so that my executor can access or close the accounts when I die? Uh, Mike, very relevant question in the modern era. Yes, it is. And, you know, in all our trusts and wills right now, we give the executor authority to access email accounts, passwords, so forth and so on. So hopefully if they're lost, we can get them without a serious court order. But obviously make a list, and you may want to somehow have some kind of security protection, but make a list for your executor. Maybe you put it in different places, but let your executor know where it is. And then if you're redoing your will, or you're updating your trust, make sure you have a clause in there that the executor has authority to check your password. So hopefully if the companies have the the information, they'll allow your executor to get in and gain access to your accounts. Seems uh, pretty practical, but it also seems like something that a lot of people could forget about. So it's good that we remind them that in this electronic age where there's fewer and fewer pieces of paper, uh, you got to be you got to be careful and pass on the the uh, information responsibly. Yeah, there are assets that are tied up for years because somebody doesn't know the password. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, friends, maybe you've got a question uh, and you would like Mike Connors to answer it. Send him a, a, a an email to uh, askmikeconnors at gmail dot com. Askmikeconnors at gmail dot com, and then he'll answer at least one every week right here with Kevin McCullough, but also on his own shows. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is someone that came my way by recommendation from one Dr. John Eibner, the head of Christian Solidarity International. As you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we spoke with Ambassador Sam Brownback, former ambassador for the Trump administration, former senator, former governor uh, here in the United States, but someone who is entirely focused now on religious freedom and what it means, what it represents uh, around the world. Nagorno-Karabakh is that uh, sieged area within Azerbaijan that an, an entire Armenian population is now starving and suffering through uh, as the uh, Azerbaijanis are watching them uh, literally uh, die. Someone else who cares very much about this is the Baroness Caroline Cox joining us from the UK. Baroness, welcome. It's good to have you. Thank you. It's a privilege to be with you. Thank you. Now, to just educate my people quickly, what is a baroness? I always say I'm actually a nurse and a social scientist by intention, a baroness by astonishment. You become a baroness by being appointed to the House of Lords, which is the upper house of our UK Parliament. I wasn't into politics, first one I ever met, but I used my role in the House of Lords to be a voice for people whose voices are not heard. And certainly that applies to the Armenians who are suffering at the hands of Azerbaijan in the historic Armenian homeland of Nagorno-Karabakh. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um... So the upper house, that would be kind of similar to our United States Senate. Absolutely. Yes. The only thing is the upper house is not elected. It is appointed for a whole variety of reasons. And I think I was appointed uh, by Margaret Thatcher uh, for being an academic freedom fighter. Well, that's uh, look, um, there was no one that I respected more than Maggie Thatcher. Thank you so much for making that connection. Nagorno-Karabakh is something that we have spoken about on my platform frequently, but sadly, not a lot of American press are. What do we need to know about what's going on there? Well, it is really a potential genocide. It is very, very serious. And the international community is not responding as it should. Just to put it very briefly, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh is a little bit of ancient historic Armenia. And Stalin, in his divide and rule tactics, cut it off from Armenia and put it inside Azerbaijan, it's called an oblast. And so it's formally within the uh, perimeter of Azerbaijan, but it's inhabited by Armenians. The Armenians have been there for centuries. Armenia was the first nation to become Christian in 201, and there's some of the oldest churches in the world there going back many centuries. But Azerbaijan has begun a policy of trying to get rid of all the Armenians out of this historic land. There was a war in September 2020, in which Azerbaijan did actually kill a lot of Armenians and occupied quite a lot of what is Nagorno-Karabakh. But some of Nagorno-Karabakh remains with the Armenians, and uh, that is very, very vulnerable and very, I'm afraid, at risk of also being taken over by Azerbaijan. What is the global community doing about this injustice? Not enough. And that's why I'm grateful to have the opportunity of speaking here. I think Sam Brownback would agree with me, because we have an international obligation to help people who are suffering potential genocide. Mm. And the reason why I say that uh, what is happening there is absolutely unacceptable and should be um, dealt with by the international community is Azerbaijan is committing war crimes, crimes against humanity. I'll just give one example that in the September 2020 war, uh, prisoners were taken on both sides. There was a ceasefire agreement, and both sides agreed to release the prisoners that they held. Armenia released all the prisoners from Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, I'm sorry to say, is still keeping captive many Armenians, and it is utterly in violation of the ceasefire and in violation of all human rights. But it's getting away with complete impunity. The what other is- point I just make is, sorry, just very quickly, is the only road which connects Armenia to the little land of Nagorno-Karabakh is called the Lachin Corridor. And the Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh rely on that for food, for medicines, for transfer of people, for medical treatment, etc. And Azerbaijan has been blocking that uh, for many, many weeks now. And that is another, I think, war crime. Sure. Well, what is the, uh, what is the reaction of the Armenian homeland to what's going on? Well, obviously, they are deeply, deeply disturbed. And it is part of historic Armenia. And it's inhabited by Armenian people. And as I said, it has some of the most historic uh, churches and um, buildings and sort of historic sites that you can have, not just in Armenia, but almost in the world. Is the Armenian and, government uh, formally petitioning nations to join it in its uh, effort to see this siege ended? 
That's a very good question. At the moment, it's a hard one to answer because I think Armenia itself is under great pressure from the international community, um, maybe even to allow Azerbaijan to take control of this land. So this is a subject that's currently very much under discussion and cause for great concern. We do have Zoom meetings with our partners in Nagorno-Karabakh, and one of them is a real hero. Um, way back when Karabakh first became uh, sort of independent, we always, my organization, Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust or PART, ask local people, what's your priority for aid? And they said, we help for people with disabilities. There's no provision for people with disabilities. There was only a bombed out old building we could arrange, but the director of Vardan Telebosian is a real hero of the peace. He's turned that into an internationally respected center of excellence for people with disabilities. But they are desperate. They're mm. short of food, they're short of medical supplies, they're short of power, not just the rehabilitation center, but all the people. And it's a really serious situation that could uh, disintegrate almost into occupation by Azerbaijan. So if, if you were able to have uh, a seating with um, your prime minister and our president, what would you ask of the UK and the United States to do at this point in time? Well, I've already asked the British Parliament, because in the House of Lords you can speak in Parliament, and I've asked the British government if it will call Azerbaijan to account uh, for the release of those prisoners, but also call it to account for respecting the needs of the people living in Nagorno-Karabakh, the needs for access, for food, for medicine, for transfer, and that is a real priority. And to stop Azerbaijan getting away with impunity. Is Azerbaijan being propped up by other global uh, members, Russia or China or anyone else? Well, it has quite a lot of friends. Uh, it has more friends in Bertacombs, I think, than Armenia does. It also has a lot of oil, oil interest. And I think the British government, uh, I once challenged the British government in a previous war in Karabakh in the 1990s, why it wasn't, according to Azerbaijan, to account in those days, had photographs of Armenian children shredded by cluster bombs, which is a violation of human rights. And I took that to a senior person in the British government, said, will the British government make representations to the government of Azerbaijan to stop dropping cluster bombs on civilians? It's a, a violation of human rights. And the reply, no country has an interest in other countries, only interests. We have oil interests in Azerbaijan. Good morning. And I think, I, I quoted that in the floor of the House. I don't see who said it, because that was off the record. But that, I think, is a British position. And for many countries, oil and oil interest uh, create links, uh, which may be uh, hinder uh, calling Azerbaijan to account. That is truly uh, disheartening. Uh, Baroness Cox, thank you for sharing some time and helping explain this to us. I would like to have you back in a few weeks uh, for an update if you're uh, able to do that. And we, we want to stay on this story. I feel like we're, we're providing a service here by staying on top of something that no one else is. And it's so important because, as you mentioned, there are so many innocents that are caught in the crossfire. Thank you for your time right now. Well, thank you for what you're doing. It's very, very precious and priceless. So thank you. Kevin McCullough coming back from Times Square. Don't go anywhere. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain the latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit www.allthingshealth.ai. Or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. All right, it's AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. I'm Kevin McCullough. Our friend Mark Daniels is here from Heart for Lebanon. And Mark, we are engaged in a very important uh, work right now. What is it? We're bringing food, we're bringing emergency supplies, and the gospel to a child and his or her entire family 
for four straight months for a one-time investment of only $116 through the ministry of Hartford Lebanon. Yet whole families are coming to Christ, like Kaylee's family. She came to Hope on Wheels, the educational fun truck that we bring to the camps for refugee kids. She just loves the game time and the Bible lessons. Three weeks in, she said, something's different about you. And we wondered why she mentioned the word Jesus because it hadn't been mentioned in the lesson. She says, there must be someone who loves you because you treat us differently than everyone else. Wow. Well, that gave us the opportunity to share with Kaylee that we love them because Jesus loves us first. And that day, Kaylee came to faith in Christ. And in the weeks after that, her father, her mother, and four other family members wow. all gave their lives to Jesus Christ. That's why we're asking you to go to that toll-free number, go to your computer, and uh, connect with us today. Friends, it's so important, and as as Kaylee's uh, story is self-evident, um, the gospel, it just needs a little bit of room in someone's heart, and that's what Heart for Lebanon's doing. They're creating connections with people who are in need and through the opportunity of meeting with them and creating a relationship and feeding them and bringing them clean water and other things, people are coming to Jesus. Would you be part of it? 116 helps one family right now. 888-211-5944. We have 165 families on the list. 888-211-5944. 888-211-5944. Or go to WMCA.com. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Kevin McCullough Radio, where we're trying to take a, a very hard look at uh, what's going on in the news and then try to use a very common sense uh, response to it. The uh, good people at um, the um, Media Research Center uh, are constantly kind of monitoring what's going on in uh, the in the world of politics as it relates to free speech. And joining us is Dan Schneider, Vice President of the Free Speech America at the MRC. Uh, Dan, welcome. Good to have you. Uh, what happened in Louisiana last week? Louisiana represented uh, the high watermark in jurisprudence when it comes to the First Amendment. Louisiana, uh, the Louisiana judge, Judge Doty, in the Western District of Louisiana, has done more to protect the First Amendment rights of Americans than anybody ever before. Wow. He ordered that the Biden administration must stop colluding and coercing big tech from silencing conservatives. And he laid out in great specificity, great detail in a 155-page opinion, so many of the abuses that have gone on for our government under the direction of Joe Biden and others has been targeting Americans for, 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 to silence us for good. Well, I was, I was going to just ask you to follow up on that because I, I don't think, uh, you know, some of us that watch this stuff day to day, we kind of know uh, what how deep the the collusion was, particularly in 2020. But for for everyday Americans that aren't that politically inclined, how far did this reach? What what was the magnitude of of how big of a decision it was for him to make this statement? So this was a case filed against Joe Biden himself and several others in the White House, and several agencies and individuals at agencies. This was a suit directly against Joe Biden. 
uh, filed by the attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana wow. with some additional individuals. Uh, so this binds Joe Biden personally from from engaging in these kinds of efforts. And Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre and uh, and the head of the FBI and the head of DHS and the head of DOJ, all of these people who have been specifically instructing social media platforms to cancel conservative voices, to shut down Twitter accounts, to shadow ban. I mean, this this is this is Stalinistic. Right. What has been going on for a number of years. Uh, and and I, sh- I should just add Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, has, was just interrogated by Jim Jordan House uh, Judiciary Committee. And uh, he did not deny that the FBI was engaged in these kind of conversations. He simply said, well, we didn't force them to to hold down these media accounts. We just suggested that they should. Yeah. What he failed to mention is, oh, yeah, and we have guns on our hips and the power to indict anybody we want for any reason. Well, even to go that far, Dan, they didn't have to, because at the time, you know, Elon didn't own Twitter at that time. And, you know, Zuckerberg and uh, the previous owner and a number of these guys that oversaw this uh, at their at their respective social medias, they were all part of the party. They they drank the Kool-Aid. They were in like Flynn with these guys. that, And so they were all too glad to say, oh, yeah, that must be s- totally unreasonable. We'll, we'll shut that down. This may seem weird, but I'm going to defend Twitter and Facebook and the others. You know, and we of course, we know Zuckerberg put over four hundred million dollars of his own personal wealth in addition to what Facebook was doing to help Joe Biden get elected. But even though they were pot committed to get Joe Biden elected president and after he was elected to to protect him, because this continued well into the Biden administration, even though they were fully committed to that, they still had certain scruples and certain principles where they would they would tell DOJ and others, no, we're not going to do that. And DOJ and FBI would say, if you don't do this, if you don't take down these accounts, we're going to hurt you. There, there was very clear coercion where the Biden administration was forcing these tech companies to do even more than they wanted to do on their own. Has there been any thought by the social media companies, particularly now that Twitter's under new ownership, to um, haul the government into court and to seek relief for the damages done? You know, it's really hard to sue the government. Uh, you actually have to get permission from the government to sue the government. <laughs> but uh, but the state attorneys general brought this suit. Uh, in some respects, it's on behalf of these social media companies, even yeah. though they're not named plaintiffs in it. Uh, but it, you know, the suit is not. But the, the point is, it's not just the social media companies. The point is, America, every citizen won because of this decision, and that's the good news coming out of the courtroom of Judge uh, Judge Dowdy uh, from Louisiana as he ruled just this last week. Dan Schneider of the MRC Free Speech America, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. You got it, Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Stay here. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term Busters, a Christian-owned company, can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years. Or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 800-558-9940. Remember, 800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for Term Busters, Christian owned and operated, is 800-558-9940. We're talking 
talking with Dan Butterfuco of Butterfuco and Associates. Dan, you and your firm get the right medical treatments for your clients. You get around them. You support them. It's not all about the money. We have a rule in the office. It's a do unto others as you'd have them do unto you rule, which you know who, where that comes from. And basically, we will not send you to any doctor that we wouldn't send our own family members to. There are plenty of lawyers who will send you to doctors who will butcher you up to make the case better. I think that's abhorrent. I think that's evil. And uh, it's not about making my firm money. It's about getting you better and getting you back to your normal life. So we send you to only top doctors, hospital for joint diseases, hospital for special surgery, chiefs of uh, neurology at Maimonides. I mean, we have a panel of doctors that are amazing and the type of doctors that you would want to see and will make you better. But if you go and associate screens all cases before starting so they can speak confidently in court, knowing all aspects of your case. Call them today to get more information at 800-669-4878. That's 800 now hurt. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Three years ago, mainstream media outlets circled the wagons around Netflix for the film Cuties, about a dance troupe of pre-adolescent girls who performed highly sexualized routines. The New Yorker accused critics of being part of a right-wing campaign. Now the film Sound of Freedom depicts real-life events in combating actual child trafficking, and the elite media is attacking the film primarily because conservatives have promoted it. CNN, The Guardian, and others accuse the film of playing up to QAnon conspiracists, despite that almost all of the film takes place outside the U.S. and is based on actual events. Child sex trafficking is real and it's growing both outside and inside the U.S., as the Department of Justice declared two months ago. Sound of Freedom is a powerful, well-made film that shines a bright light on this scourge. One has to wonder why American media have rushed to block the light, especially after cheering the sexual exploitation of pre-adolescents three years ago. I'm Ed Morrissey. Okay, girls, ready to go? Yeah! Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Me too, Mommy. You want a snack? Yeah! Is that it? Children learn from our behaviors. Mommy, can you open this, All right, hold on one second. Okay. Thank you. They learn what is okay from the adults they see. Mommy, are you on your phone? If you're a distracted driver, chances are they will be too. What kind of driver are you raising? Funded by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, always very glad to have my next guest uh, join us because he keeps us apprised of some of the most important things happening in the South Pacific and in the theater that uh, includes uh, not only uh, North Korea, but also the country of China, Gordon Chang. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. And of course, uh, you read him periodically in Newsweek and other places. Gordon, always appreciate uh, your time. I, you're very valuable. Uh, and so to be able to share with my listeners uh, what is going on is really important. Um, you just told me that there is some breaking news out of China today on their trade uh, numbers and that this has a significant meaning. What's happening? Today, Beijing announced that its exports for June fell 12.4%. This is a plunge well beyond anyone's expectations. And even more significantly, its imports fell 6.8%, which means that for nine straight months, imports have fallen on a year-on-year basis off of a very low base of last year. Um, imports are crucial because they show domestic demand, and this means the Chinese economy is contracting. These trade numbers come on uh, the heels of some pretty distressing price announcements uh, from China, which looks like China is heading to deflation. Um, and the reason why we care about these, apart from just the economic effects, 
um, which do, of course, hit us. It's because Xi Jinping is looking at a dire situation internally. I mean, he could, you know, he has two choices. He can let the economy wash over and end the rule of the Communist Party, or he can pick a fight and go to war. And I'm sure that of those two choices, he's going to pick the latter one, which means we're going to get involved. So, uh, wow, you just said a lot. So unpacking all of this uh, is going to be a little bit uh, tough in such a short period of time. But let me ask you a couple of follow ups. Um, you, you feel strongly that he would use the war as a mechanism to retain power and that if it came down to it, using Chinese soldiers to go fight somewhere is not a big not a big deal to him. Well, you know, at this moment, um, his vessels are trying to seize Reed Bank, which is a feature uh, belonging to the Philippines in the South China Sea. So that's an act of naked aggression. And um, so, you know, they're already picking, trying to pick a fight. Um, and that means, uh, you know, China is now extremely aggressive. You know, last week on the day that Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, arrived in Beijing, Xi Jinping dressed in military garb, and he went to the Eastern Theater Command of the People's Liberation Army. And the Eastern Theater Command is the one that would lead the invasion of Japan, Taiwan, the Philippines. And he gave another one of his let's go to war speeches. So we know that war is on his mind. He can't stop talking about it. He's preparing all of society to go to war, not just the military, but civilians as well. And this looks really dangerous in large part because the United States, we think we're at peace. And so we're not preparing to defend ourselves or our friends and allies. So let me ask you about that. And I've, I've been doing, I'm going to um, hopefully lead a trip of uh, listeners and viewers to my shows uh, to the 80th um, anniversary of the invasion of D-Day next summer. Um, and I've been as a as kind of part of that, I've just been reviewing a lot of World War II uh, biographies and stories and so forth. Um, when when you look at people in the region that had aspirations for war in order to, um, I don't know, consolidate power at home or to try to expand their influence, is there someone in modern history that Xi reminds you of? Is he a Stalin? Is he a Hitler? Is he... Uh, a Hirohito, uh, you know, who, what, what does he most resemble in terms of the historical kind of manicness to his, uh, to his desires? Well, he reveres Mao Zedong, the founder of the People's Republic. Okay. But Mao didn't have really the ability to go to war like Xi Jinping now has. Um, you know, Mao was, was very willful. He, he did send Chinese troops to aid North Korea in 1950. Um, but, you know, in terms of the other historical figures, um, you know, he, he he shares a lot with Adolf Hitler in the sense that they, um, you know, were both um, willing to mobilize society and they were both willing to take advantage of feeble Western policies. Mm. Um, you know, London, um, France and Britain, they could have prevented World War II in Europe, um, but they chose policies of accommodation which they you know at the time called appeasement. Our policies today aren't called appeasement. We call them engagement, but they're essentially the same thing. And, you know, Joe Biden has put America on this course. But also you got to remember It's Biden Chamberlain not... in this in this drama. Um or is he worse? I wish he were I wish he were Chamberlain. This Chamberlain, you know, is perhaps not quite as bad as history has made him out to be. But um yeah he he is the closest historical figure. But the other thing, though, we got to remember, it's it's not just Biden. It's also a, a, it's a rot in the entire American political process. And you have conservative Republicans, for instance, who repeat Communist Party talking points, not that they support the Communist Party, but because their interests align, um, you know, especially free traders um, who believe that we should be trading without restriction with China. You find those you tend to find those in the Republican Party. This is not good um, because China is engaging in a campaign of unrestricted warfare against the United States. It's killing Americans with fentanyl. It killed Americans with COVID. And we do not have a political system that is now holding China to account for that. 
that's Biden's fault, but it's also the fault of others throughout Congress. If if China stays on its course, do you sense that they have a pack of allies that will support and stand with them? North Korea, Russia, Iran, and any of these uh, saying, hey, we're in. Yeah, um, there is an axis forming. Um, China has um, supported Russia's war effort in Ukraine. Um, when you look at around, you can see North Korea, you can see Iran, um, Algeria, and they won't necessarily support China, but they will do things on their own that help China. So, for instance, the North Koreans, um, I think, will work pretty closely with China. But, you know, Iran on its own could go after Israel, and that is a great distraction for American forces. Algeria could go after American friend Morocco. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be coordination, but they could take advantage of the situation. You know, we already have what is looks like a war in North Africa, China and Russia fueling insurgencies that resemble full-scale conflict. Hmm. We've got the war in Ukraine. Um, you know, if, if war breaks out someplace else, we're starting to look like global conflict. Yeah, which is not what anybody wants to think about or hear, but it may be true. Gordon Chang, always appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Kevin. I make, really appreciate it. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Yeah, it's not just you. A lot of people are wondering why so many big corporations are actively promoting ideas and values that their own customers don't support. And honestly, this is another reason MetaShare is so attractive to people who don't want to use their own healthcare dollars to pay for things they don't believe in. MediShare is the refreshing alternative. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians helping each other live healthy lifestyles. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they save a lot, too. Most families save around $500 a month. And member satisfaction surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance. So... For you, maybe it's time. Find out how you can not only save, but freely choose to be part of something you believe in. Here's the number you can call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows that core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep, and this new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable, and a 10-year warranty, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and made in America. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WMCA or call 1-800-651-0798. That's 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. Call 800-651-0798. That's 800-651-0798. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes of today's broadcast. Uh, I love it sometimes when the uh, when the when the absurdity gets turned on its ear a little bit. Um, from today's Daily Wire, which is that uh, operation uh, run by Ben Shapiro, um, th- this story just cracks me up. Everybody is familiar with the uh, with the with the personality of Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, here's here's the story. Uh, a CNN correspondent, so working for CNN, you already kind of know the worldview was accused of misgendering during a segment recently when they were covering the Bud Light-Dylan Mulvaney partnership, sparking outrage among leftists on social media. Now, while reporting 
on the fact that Bud Light went from being the number one beer sold in America and they put this transgender person on the can and then it dropped to out of first place and then like third or fourth. Now it's dropped all the way to 15th. I mean, it is it just continues to, to fall. Um, but while reporting on this drop in sales, the CNN correspondent Ryan Young uh, misgendered the transgender influencer. Ryan Young referred to Mulvaney as a he using the pronoun that corresponds to his biological sex when the trans-identifying TikTok star has demanded to be referred to as a woman. I, I don't know if you kind of grasp the, the silliness of this, but it's literally like going out to the moon and barking at it, calling it the sun. It, it, no, I'm the moon. Uh, or, you know, I'm the sun. I, I, I shine. I, you can see me in the sky. No, you're not the sun. You have, you have no temperature. Um, over at Twitter, some of the uh, influencers weighed in. Um, someone named Ari Drennan. Unbelievably bad CNN segment. Fails to interrogate where the Bud Light boycott came from. Launders perspectives of people who think their grandchildren will be harmed by the knowledge that trans people exist misgenders Dylan Mulvaney. This segment could have run on Fox News. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how upset they were. Oh, it could have been mistaken for a Fox News segment. Okay. Look, I, I'm not even all that into Fox News anymore. I like the Salem News Channel now. I, I have that on in my office all day long. Do, do you have the Salem News Channel? You can get it on your app, the Salem News Channel app. You can get it for your Apple TV, your Roku. And if you do, join me uh, Saturday nights at 9 o'clock. This week, we've got a great show. Former former Press Secretary Sean Spicer is going to be there. Uh, America's favorite doctor, Dr. Laura Purdy, is going to be there. Uh, musician Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave also scheduled for the show. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a really cool thing. And we do this thing called Assignment Desk Weekend, which is where I make fun of the news. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't checked it out, you got to Saturday nights, 9 o'clock on Salem News Channel. My preferred news channel. Uh, go get the app for your phone, Salem News Channel. It's in the App Store for the Android or the Apple. Get it for your Apple TV. Get it for your Roku. Uh, and then uh, join us. You can also just watch it online. SNC.TV. SNC.TV. Kevin McCullough saying we'll see you next time.